Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Welcome to Exploring Missions, connecting mission needs with those equipped by God to meet those needs across the world or across town. And now the host of Exploring Missions, Bert Harper on AFR Talk. There's a lot of important words that you've just heard on that introductory uh, music and words, and one of them is needs. You know, the need is great. Uh, I don't think people should wonder about uh, should I get involved because the needs are there? And that's what this program hopefully will do. We'll let you see that, you know, with my gifts and what God's given me, I, I can be involved in carrying out the Great Commission. Uh, American Family Radio is committed to that. Our AFA, American Family Association, our mother uh, organization, ministry, is committed to that. And ex- explicit here on Exploring Missions, that's our theme, and we hope that you're involved in that. Today, we're going to do an interview. Uh, I welcome again my co-host, Nathan Harper. Nathan, welcome. It's really good to be here. And it's good always to have you here. Once in a while, you'll do an interview all by yourself, and you have the whole program. Sometimes I do, but it's good to have two. Uh, And in this case today, we have three. Now, the third person that we're talking to today is Ron Cook. Ron, welcome. How are you today? Doing wonderful. And if that voice sounds familiar, uh, he works here at AFR. He's director director yes. of localization. Uh, now, <laughs> I've seen that, and I know some of it. It's the public service announcements. I know you're the guy there. Is that is that connected with, what quote, localization? That's what localization really is. This is something, this is an area that we put into place a few years ago. With 190-some stations out in the country, it's important, if we want to keep the licenses in those stations, to be local. We want to be a local station even though we're fed from a national network. And part of what I do is filter in public service announcements from all over the country, get them put together, written into a form we can use, and get them on the air so that listeners in wherever they happen to be can find out what's going on in their area. So it's, well, a, great, it's a great ministry to help churches out also. So. So if it's going on in, say, southern Georgia, where we have three or four stations, mm-hmm. and they're having something, I won't necessarily hear about it here on my radio station, right? It's no. localization. We, we have the ability to just put it right there to that station. We do. We can target it to any specific station in our 35 states' worth of stations. And it's, it's a wonderful thing. It's great technology to be able to use and to have, but it's important like I said, it's a great tool for churches to use in the area they're in to let people in their area know when they've got an event or someone's coming in or a fundraiser, that kind of thing, which is important for that area. If it's important for your area, it's important for us to help you let people know. And that's what I do. And so I've got a question, and this has nothing to do with anything, but it just <laughs> kind of crossed my mind. I know it's dangerous. Have you ever come across – or let me ask this. What are some of the names, like place names, proper names of places – 
that are really hard to pronounce. Are they? <laughs> is there a certain state where those mostly are in? Or? It's called any state. Okay. <laughs> no, we in fact we ask when we ask people to send in information. We have a form that we use online, online at afr.net. So you'll find that easy. Is if there's a pronunciation that might be unusual, please tell us how it's pronounced. <laughs> okay. Now, we've made phone calls going, how is this name pronounced? Right. Okay. I, I worked in television for a lot of years, and one of the things that I did there was the last step before it went on the air and finding out someone had pronounced a city wrong. Yeah. It's never nice to have to send right. that back and say, uh, you're going to have to redo this. Yeah. So we try and catch that before it gets there, but no, they come from everywhere. Yeah, so like uh – we're here in Tupelo, Mississippi, <laughs> but that gets mispronounced many times by people who have not been here. You know, Tupelo. Oh, yeah. Tupelo, or, yeah, that's yeah. One, of, one of the favorites. Exactly. And you're like me. Your address is Saltillo, and you'll say that, and they say, what? And uh, so we're, Like a Spanish yeah, Saltillo. It, it's yeah. right here. Now, it, it's what? <laughs> it's so, Saltillo. 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 Listen, he, he can do it. You and know, immediately, I, I'm, I'm from Salt- the north, obviously, yeah. originally, so uh, – I was told immediately from the president of our ministry here, it's Sautello. <laughs> my my son said uh, the birds are flying south, and they, he wouldn't know if they was flying to Sautello. <laughs> Not oh, Nathan, fine. another son. Oh, good. I was going to uh, say. Yeah, it was another son. Okay, so we've established what, what brought you to AFR. But I wanted to go back a little further and uh, how you came to AFR, but secondly, how you came to Christ. Well, let's let's make that secondly first, shall okay. we? Okay. Uh, I'm one of the unlikely ones, because according to statistics, once you hit the age of 18, it's about an 85% chance that you're going to have a personal relationship with Christ. That's I'm in that 15% by a long way. I didn't grow up in a Christian home, so it wasn't Sunday school every week. We didn't. You know, it's none of that at all. Uh, actually, it was the age of 40 when I found Christ. So it's incredibly unusual that, that would happen, but God has his plan. Um, actually, I was working in television. I spent 28 years working in television, behind-the-scenes guy and that kind of thing. One of our staff members quit to start a Christian radio station in the area I was at, which I thought was you know, great. He's leaving this. He's taking a big move. Even though I didn't know Christ, I thought, that's great stuff. And every once in a while, he'd call if he needed something voiced and that kind of thing, and I'd be happy to help him out on that. And one day, I saw an ad in the paper saying they were looking for a salesperson. Well, I taught radio for five years, but one of the things I've never done was radio sales. I'd rather just give it away than to try and sell it. So, <laughs> And a salesperson into things, I'm probably not the top of the line on that. But for some reason, I just had this this, I just had to go. I had to go see what it was all about. Well, of course, you, you find out all these things later as to why and who that all came about. And I sat down in an interview, and we talked for a couple of minutes, and the gentleman said, you know what? You're not really qualified for this, are you? I said, to be honest with you, no. Never done this before. And at a restaurant, in a booth, on a napkin, he laid out the plan of salvation. <laughs> Very simply, very clear, very understandable. He says, what do you think about this? He said, would you, like to have, would you like to accept this? And I said, yes, I would. And it's kind of started from there, which ended up uh, my being on the air at that same radio station instead of working sales uh, because I did have background in working on air. So that worked out wonderfully and got a lot of support there. Um, got locked into a church that I liked a lot. 
had a pastor there. How, who, how, how important was that to get into a church where you connected? Oh, I went for a very long time without a church. Okay. I mean, I had accepted Christ, but nowhere to go from there. Right. And, of course, at that same time, uh, my wife at the time decided she wanted to end the marriage. Mm. So I just got saved. Less than a year later, I'm divorced, and I'm going, what do I do? And I would, I would go to a church by myself on like a Sunday night, and anywhere that had an open door, I'd go in, which helped me to learn but never still got me connected. Uh, a good friend, again, at that Christian radio station said, why don't you come and uh, meet a friend of mine? And he was uh, one of the pastors there. He had been divorced. And I thought, okay, this gives him a lot for me that says, I can listen to what this man has to say. He's been through divorce. He spent a full year. He spent that year that I went through divorce. And after that, walking me through, we met every week. And he was just feeding into me and encouraging me and helping me through those areas that I'm not going to make this. One of the very cool things is uh, I found a program called Divorce Recovery. And again, not knowing what to do, that same church with that same pastor, one of their ministries was Divorce Recovery which was to help you get through the process of divorce. And one of the things that struck me so much in that was the first thing we talked about in the very first week was, you won't make it if you don't have Christ. If Christ is not the Lord of your life, you're not going to make it. You can't expect someone to fill the needs you have, because only one can fill those needs, and that is Christ. And that's first week. That that card was laid right that, on the that table. That was that was plain, and and I guess from your experience, you said you're right. Yeah, I was I was already there because I I mean I'm looking at uh, marriages ending, you know everything's falling apart. God, I I can't get through this, and God just says I will help you. I will help you through this, and not knowing any different, I just said, well, God, you're going to have to prove it. I just you, you're going to have to prove it. I'm like everybody else was. I wanted to see the billboard where you drive by and there's the billboard that says everything's going to be okay. <laughs> and I found out there was no billboard that did that, Yeah, which is never really nice, by the way. But as I went along, I found out things like, yeah, God was with me. When the marriage ended and I had to move out, I found a house to rent, not an apartment, but a house to rent that was close to where I worked, that was something I could afford financially. And that was a blessing. Yeah, I had a lot of blessings just falling into place, and God is just saying, yes, I will help you. Hmm. Yeah, I will help you. And I kept saying, well, I've wasted so much time. I'm 40 years old. It's, you know, I should have been, should have been. And God just said, no, let's stop right there. You're where I want you when I want you. Amen. It's not a matter of how old you are. It's when you want to commit yourself to me. You weren't ready to commit yourself to me until now. And now that you've committed yourself to me, let's go. Let's go. There's a song <clears throat> that was written several years ago. Are you going to sing for us? No way. Oh, come on. <laughs> no way. It's not a music. They don't let, even They'll let shut me us on down. the music oh. <laughs> side. Uh, and it was there. he was there all the time. I don't know if you ever heard it or not. The guy that wrote Splish Splash, I was taking a bath. Oh, there you Saturday. go. Yeah, you know that one. <laughs> I Nathan know that one, it. yeah. Okay. <laughs> He wrote this song after he came to Christ, and he was talking about, similar to what you were, he was there all the time. Mm -hmm. He was there. I did not recognize him, but he was there. So God was 
<clears throat> directing you before you knew he, you were being directed because he was there all the time, Ron. I heard oh. it in your – Oh, in, yeah. That, isn't that awesome to know? It is, and it was, it's exciting to find that out. When, when, when that realization comes, you see step by step by step by step, God was there. This has happened. This has happened. This is not coincidence. You know, when, once you get that personal relationship with Christ and start digging into it, it's finding out these aren't coincidences. This isn't like, oh, my gosh, wasn't that amazing? <laughs> yes, it was, but it's not just because, oh, I happen to be in the right place at the right time. No. Right. God's, right. Hand, is, right. God's hand is on your life, and he's working through it. The funny thing is that same divorce recovery ministry that I went through that literally helped me through that whole process, God said, I can take you and I can use you. Okay, that's where I wanted to go next. Uh-huh. Serving. Yes. Okay? Because that's, honestly, yeah, I, I love Ron. He's he's a good, I, I call him a good friend. Yeah, there's times where you don't love me yeah, as much. I, right? I yeah, I know. When you start asking those <laughs> difficult questions, yes, are, I say. Are you taking good care of your wife? That's what have you it. Done to that's the, it. That one. Yeah, yes. because I, Jen and I do, you know, family ministry and marriage, he thinks, anyway, we, we want to It's accountability, right? It's accountability. That's the one. Thank you. Okay, serving. So you were saved. You didn't have a church. Finally, you connected with the church, mm-hmm. went through the divorce recovery. Yes. And you knew, okay, what do I need to do now? And, and service came up? Yeah, it came down to, you know, I'm 40 years old. Help me out here. I don't know the Bible. I don't know all the, old, the stories that every little child knows because they've been in Sunday school since day one. I didn't know any of those stories, and probably a lot of them I still don't know. But God said, I can still use you. Uh, and at that point— uh, the divorce recovery ministry was we were losing one of our main people. And because it's a ministry for men and women, they really needed a man, a male and a female in the leadership roles. And they asked me if I would consider it. And I said, yeah. So what God, what God did was prepared me to get through my next steps in life, but also said, here's a place I can use you because you have a testimony saying, I made it through, and the only reason I made it through is because I had Christ. And if I can tell someone who's going through divorce, you're going to make it. You will make it through this. Don't doubt that. The world is not going to end. It may not be pleasant for a while, but it will not end. God is still in control. And if you've got Christ, that is really all you need. When it comes down to it, um, I have I have not remarried anyone, but I have got the best, best partner in the world. It's God and I, plain and simple. I don't have to ask anybody if I want to go somewhere, if I want to do something. I, God and I talk all the time, and he's going, mm, no, not a good idea. Okay, fine. <laughs> but it's not like, you know, I, I want to go spend $40, $40 on something. I don't have to go home and ask my dog or anybody else. It's like <laughs> God's going to say either, yes, you can, or no, you can't. But so that partnership was there. It, and it was has there. grown. And it just continues to grow. Revival hit during that whole time after I got saved. Revival starting in Brownsville. Yeah. Uh, went on to, for me, it was uh, Smithton, Missouri. Right in the middle of Kansas City and St. Louis was a little town called Smithton. Revival broke out there, and I spent many a trip going from Illinois to the middle of Missouri and standing outside for hours just to get into the sanctuary. Because the the power of God was so intense. One night I remember so well, I was blessed to be the very last person to get in. They literally (laughs) were filled. They couldn't make room for any more. One seat opened up. 
and they let me in because I was by myself. And during that time of worship, it was just like the ceiling opened up and a light just shone down. And God's presence was so incredibly strong then. And this is the guy who didn't go to Sunday school, didn't go to church, has no church background. But God said, you're willing. You're willing. You're hungry for more of me. So I'm just going to keep filling you as long as you want to be filled. Amen. Don't you love that? Yeah. That's, there's no end of his resources. No, and it just keeps going and <clears throat> yeah. it keeps going. Yeah. Amen. What's that passage that says uh, – the eyes of the Lord roam to and fro on the earth to find one who is, uh, how does that go? Seeking me. Yeah. And you'll find me. Mm-hmm. And he was. He was going to show himself strong. Show himself strong. To that person. Amen. Well, Ron, um, God was obviously in that. What brought you to AFR? In 2001, by and, the way. Yes. I looked that up. Very good, yes. 2001. Yeah. Uh, I had been working in TV. I worked in TV since the early 70s. So I was at my 28th, almost 29 years in TV, and uh, one of the guys in, in the area there, because, again, had been saved, been to some concerts, that kind of thing, he gave me a call one day, and he says, uh, there's, there's a ministry that wants to put a Christian radio station in our area, and they're looking for a general manager, and they called me and asked if I knew of anybody, and I suggested you. So do you mind if I you'll let someone call you? Well, Marvin Sanders, who was our general manager at the time here, gave me a phone call. No idea. I had to look online to find out about who American Family Radio was. I had no idea. I'd never heard of it. We didn't have them up in the market I was in. And he calls, and we talked a little bit on the phone. He said, could you send me a resume? I said, I'd love to, but I have a little problem. He says, what's that? I said, I've been in my job 28 years. I don't have a resume. He (laughs) says, okay. Just give me the basics about you and tell me why you'd like to work here. And I just did. I typed out a sheet, just sat down, and I sent it off to him. I think at that time I might have faxed it. That's like where we were at that right, point. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> that was amazing back then. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, we looked faxed. But yeah, we have to explain to millennials mm-hmm. what a fax, fax machine is, was. Right? Oh, I yeah. remember seeing it the first time. I yeah. thought that was amazing. But, you know, go ahead. Oh, it really was. Yeah. But um, – he looked at that, and he called me a day later, and he said, uh, we'd like to talk to you. And they arranged to have me fly down here. Never flown before. <laughs> I found out later I could have driven down here in the time it took me to fly down here. <laughs> it, was, it was just amazing. We had so many things went on with weather and that type of thing, and I was supposed to have arrived, I think, middle of the afternoon. I got here about 9 o'clock that night. Oh. And Marvin was here with his wife, and his wife's sister came along also. And they took me to the hotel I was staying at and said, let's go get something to eat. And I thought, it's after 9 o'clock. But even at that point, that told me so much about American Family Radio because he was there to meet me. His wife was with him, and his wife's sister was also along because they didn't want me to be the third person. So there was someone else there, and it was. It, I thought that told me just huge things. Came yep. in, again, I knew about as much as I found out online and went, went through talking to different people, had a chance to talk five minutes with Brother Don. That's a long time. It was. I, <laughs> he doesn't stay still for five minutes. No, he doesn't. I did not realize that, and it was so amazing because someone came out, and, and uh, I talked to Brother Don, and he asked – I found out how amazing he truly is. At that time, 
we were going to be a brand new station. He knew everything about the area I was in. He knew everything about the station. He knew the format that was going to be there. And he says, we're going to put this format there. What do you think? This is the man who founded this ministry. He wants to know what I think. So I, I told him, here's what, here's what our market has. Here's what I think might work better there. He changed what he had in mind because of, of the information I gave him. And I walked out and he says, well, we're going to put what was our contemporary format on in that market now. And they said, how long did you talk to Brother Don? I said, about five minutes. I said, boy, you got a lot of time. <laughs> and I didn't realize, but it, it, it's true. So the man is just an amazing blessing You met me. two champions, Marvin Sanders and Don Wilder. Oh, no question in about that. In the same visit, right? No question about that. That is great. If those of us that you wonder who Marvin Sanders is, he was the first general manager of our, our radio station first and then the network. Yep. And he brought me on to do exploring the word that I do Monday through Friday. He was doing it with Alex. That's and, right. And he was the one that came in and he said, Bert, I can't, uh, Alex can't be with me today. Would you mind being with me on exploring the word? And when he had to leave and go to, you know, MD Anderson, he, he said, Bert, would you mind doing it with Alex? And that's how I got on, on to do that radio program. It sure wasn't. It was, it was Marvin seeing, and, and I want to bring this up. Marvin could see. Uh, he and Brother Don had two things in common. Marvin could see individuals and what they would bring to it. Absolutely. And then Brother Don had the vision to carry that out and make it happen. It, it was a great relationship. With that in mind, you moved to Tupelo. And I, I want to get on to this. And you found a church here. I did. And I, I don't want to go through everything because I haven't got a lot of time. But you now presently are in children's ministry. I do. I work in kids' ministry. I am 65 years old. <laughs> and I, this is why, listen, all the other was stuff that I wasn't planning on going to. This is the reason I wanted to own the program today is your children's ministry. Well, you should have said so. Well, <laughs> hey, you're, the rest is too good to you, pass You up. ask for testimonies. Yeah. So to share. Kids' ministry, I kind of fell into that. Obviously, I'm, you know, I don't have all, all the stories down, don't have all the knowledge, but our children's pastor came up one day after church. She says, can I talk to you for a second? I said, sure. What's going on? She said, we're going to start a curriculum, and I think you would be absolutely perfect. We need a ringmaster. <laughs> and it was a circus. It was like a, a six-week curriculum for a circus theme, and they needed a ringmaster. And she said, I think you'd be wonderful for that. Would, would you be willing to do this? And I said, sure, I'll help out. And... Curriculum has changed so much even since then. This has been good grief. I think 2009. You go you, in the old days. I'm told anyway that you had you, very. It was Sunday school was a little boring sometimes. <laughs> you didn't use a lot of visual stuff. Only you, flannel graphs. Oh, that's, that's what you missed out on. So flannel. That's graphs. not always a bad thing. No, I, I, I worked in television. We used flannel <laughs> graphs okay. then too. Okay. The weatherman used those on occasion, okay. but but they're. It's to the point where so much has changed into the electronic end of things. I mean, my four-year-old granddaughter has a, a tablet and works with it all the time. 
It's like yeah, they always say, if you have a problem with a computer, ask a four or five year old. They'll be able to help you. <laughs> I think they're right on that one. Yeah. So I went through that and I'm wearing a top hat and I'm, I've found a little whip. Some, I think it was at Scruggs or something and it was supposed to be for a horse, but it worked out for a ringmaster <laughs> whip. And I still use the whip every Sunday. <laughs> you carry it with you. Well, actually, we, we point to the, the screen. Is it? No, 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 no. We point to the screen with it. There. Okay. But um, it, the kids enjoyed it. The kids were getting involved in it, and they liked that. And I was just having fun. I mean, I, I keep telling people, I'm the 65-year-old idiot. I get to act like a kid every week. Not that I don't otherwise, but it's you get to have fun with these kids. My biggest process is I don't have a great deal of knowledge to teach. But I've got lots of experience in working in the behind the scenes. So I'm the tech guy. I end up being the tech guy for our children's ministry. You set up three different you know, areas of large group ministry that we use every Sunday at our church, and I make sure they've got all the things they need and make sure they're set up so they can work. So my job is to make sure everything is there when they need it to help those who are teaching. And sometimes we're short a teacher, and I just throw my two cents in here and there. But God gives me a blessing to be able to do that. Well, Ron, there seems to be a passion about it now with children. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, a lot of times, uh, you know, you knew the background of electronics and everything. Mm -hmm. But, you know, adults, young adults, youth, but children. And I want to just tell you, just talking with you, you know, passing in the hall, and I'll say something about your church. You're always talking about the children, and you're always talking about that ministry. Well, so the, the did kids you have the passion or did God just open that up to you to reveal to you, hey, this is this is this is where I belong? I didn't really think I could do it. I thought working with kids. Now, how many adults are listening thinking, oh, I could never work with kids. I have children at home. I don't want to work with them on Sunday. You'll be amazed at how much the kids warm up to an adult who comes in who just cares about them. Not every child that comes into the Sunday school now is in a two parent two-and-a-half-children dog home. There are kids who come in, and we know that every week there's a different parent that'll come to pick them up or drop them off, or they don't have the ideal family situation. And it's our opportunity to love on them, show them the love of Christ for at least an hour every week. We have them for that large group and that small group. So, And it's wonderful. It is absolutely wonderful. So if you think you can't, I'm the one who can tell you from experience, you can, because that's still one of the problems we have. We're looking for adults to help out with kids. You can do it, and you'll be so blessed for it. I, I don't even like to think about not being there, because it's so it's fun. I have fun. I have as much fun as anybody does. Real quickly, hadn't got a lot of time. Childhood evangelism is very important. You were talking about being saved before you were eighteen, mm-hmm. but you've got to make sure childhood evangelism is done with, I would say, responsibility. Yeah, responsibility, um, integrity, uh, without emotional manipulation. Um, And emotions are part of life. They're part of our lives in Christ. Uh, But, you know, a a caring adult, um, but also that one that cares about God and his word, um, I think is a a good person to, uh, to lead a child. Uh, into, you know, understanding salvation. And you're just talking about curriculum, Ron. Uh, <clears throat> you know, you do teach them the scriptures. I oh, mean, you know, 
uh, but you also are sharing, hey, there's a relationship here, right? Not just with me, but there's a relationship with Christ. Yeah, as much as you want to with any adult, children have to understand that also. It is a personal relationship with Christ. We, we have children who at a very, very young age will accept Christ, and we run through courses helping them to understand that. We want to make sure they've got the Word. That's what's going to help them through anything. Ron, thank you for being with us. My pleasure. Thank you for God saving you. Glory. Brother, it's great. Yes. Thank you for listening to Exploring Missions. Uh, tell someone about this program, but more importantly, make sure you're on mission for God and you tell someone about Jesus.